3: back to the Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, Xone at Xonradio TV.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out what is happening in the Exxon, our website is XONRadio TV.com. And for our television channel on Simul TV, the Exxon TV channel, visit ww.exion. Simultv.com. They've got some great programming there, 130 plus channels. Just a great bunch of guys over there to work with. My guest this hour explanation is Dr. Robert Thiel, and he's an award-winning researcher. He takes his work very seriously, traveling to various places in the United States and around the world, that he identifies in his book. Now, we're going to be talking about his latest book. It's entitled, Biden-Harris. Prophecies and Destruction. Joining me now is Dr. Thiel, and uh, Dr. Thiel, welcome back to the Exxon, sir.
2: Thanks for having me again, Rob.
3: Can you uh, get, let our listeners know a little bit more about you in your own words, sir?
2: Uh, okay. Um, let's see. It's going to be a little bit theological, a little bit work. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, raised Roman Catholic. I did well in school. Uh, I then left that faith and uh, pursued some others. Uh, I've worked in uh, the corporate world. I was actually, and actually, a few people know this. I was actually the youngest certified management accountant in the history of the United States. And I was actually a vice president of the Heavy Manufacturing Company Corporation in my 20s. But I left that because I'd always wanted to go into natural health. And so I work in, I've worked in the natural health field. And I also uh, I have a PhD in uh, nutrition science, and I also have a PhD in early Christianity. And as far as writing books along this line, uh, my wife and I have been to uh, Vatican City multiple times. And on the second visit there, um, I kind of got this bug that maybe I should look more into uh, uh, history and and things like that. And so I bought a book over there, and that got me interested in doing uh, church history work. And I was writing a book on it, and this will sound a little unusual, but my wife and I went to the movies. And there was a clip for a Sony movie coming up uh, about 2012. And that was a big thing a long time ago. But this is back in 2008. And I said to myself, hey, 2012, that's a little ways from now. You know, um, I'm writing this history book. It's got some stuff about prophecy in it. I don't know how many people are really interested in history. But maybe, maybe I should take some, extract some of that and do some more research. And maybe I should do, write a book on prophecy in 2012. And so that was back in 2009. And I just looked this up because I didn't know for sure until mm-hmm. uh, recently, but uh, you were the third person who had me on the radio uh, regarding that particular book. Wow. Now, I've done hundreds of prophetic interviews, but you're the third one. <laughs> My goodness. And uh, we went over some things there. And uh, in that particular book, there were certain predictions that we had. And the good news you want to it, I guess you should call it good news uh, I think 32 of the things I said were supposed to happen by December 22nd 2012 happened and by the way for your listeners I said the world was not going to end
3: yeah, that's right <laughs>
2: okay so that was one of the 32 uh, there's some some that weren't as easy to guess as that so I was I got interested in that and then I've written other uh, books since then and various prophetic things that I've looked at have uh, come to pass and I take a sort of a different perspective I guess, when it comes to writing these things, and I've been criticized by both sides of the the aisle. I'm criticized from people who claim Christianity because I'm willing to look at uh, non-biblical prophecies and see how they either mesh with it or they oppose it and that kind of a thing. Uh, And others say, well, but but you rely too much on biblical prophecy. So I'll admit I uh, believe biblical prophecy more than the others, but in this particular book and the other books that uh, I've done on the prophetic side, I have looked at prophecies and traditions from different cultures mm-hmm. and uh, put them together. Uh, plus, uh, you mentioned some of our travels. Uh, yes. For example, uh, when my wife uh, Joyce and I were in uh, Indonesia several years ago, I actually asked uh, a Hindu, we were in Bali, Indonesia, even though Indonesia is the most populous Muslim country in the world because they get more Muslims there because they have more people. Uh, The island of Bali is uh, 85%, I think, Hindu. So I asked a Hindu about various Catholic prophecies about what the Hindus actually become, accept their religion. And I thought he was going to say, of course not. And it was like, well, it kind of depends on how they word it. (laughs) Now, I was surprised. Uh, and again, this was me checking out a non-biblical prophecy to see, you know, uh, how that would, how would, how that would uh, fall. Again, over in Indonesia, you know, the, the, the Catholic prophecy came from Europe, I think, and so I thought, oh, that was interesting. So I've been to lots of places, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to to share some of what we've come up with. But um, I I've tried to have a uh, a biblical perspective, but be willing to see try to see or think about how other people might think about these things. And one thing I'm going to be, uh, make, let me make a, a positive comment about you first. Um, around this I think right after I did the interview with you, I did a, an interview from a station in uh, uh, California, uh, which is where I live. Right. And it was uh, something else. The The host, that's, it was a female, said, you're talking about things like, uh, the beast, the false prophet, antichrist kind of stuff. Everybody's going to know all this stuff because it's just so obvious. Uh, and I said, oh, no. He says, well, what do you mean? I said, look, did you know that the Chinese have prophecies that somebody's going to rise up in the West and he's not going to be that, he's going to be considered a saint by the Chinese, even though the Chinese don't have saints, but he's not that good of a person. And he's a Westerner? Now, so that they and this is from the, uh, uh, the Tang Dynasty, so somewhere around 600 to 900 A.D. I said, so their culture, in their cultural writings, they're expecting some Westerner who's kind of strange, not that good, but he's going to pretend to be good, to rise up. I said, so, you know, you got about a billion and a half Chinese, which is, okay, whatever. And then I said, how about the Hindus? I said, do you know that the Hindus are looking for the rise of somebody called the Bhagwan Kalki? I don't think she'd ever heard of such a person. And I said, I don't think this person has to be Hindu. And I said, I've seen an ancient painting where somebody on a white horse bows down before the Bhagwan Kalki. And now I'll get a little biblical for a moment. The Bible talks about the Four Horse of the Apocalypse. I think yes. everybody's heard of this. Yeah. And the first one rides a white horse. hmm Okay. Uh, now, some people think this is supposed to be Jesus. We tend to think it's the Antichrist, all right? So, but there's a Hindu picture of a guy on a white horse bowing down before this Kalki guy. Now, you might think, oh, well, it's got to be a Hindu. And years ago, when I was on your show, I said, no, it didn't have to be a Hindu. Now, here's the weird part, Really weird. About two, three years ago, a group in India said that Donald Trump could be the Bhagwan Kalki. Now, he wasn't, of course, but that's the reason I'm bringing that up is that, well, Donald Trump isn't Hindu. He's no. not Indian, okay, irrespective of what you think of Donald Trump. And so, in my view, that validated my overall position that, you know, within the Hindu culture, they're, they might accept a leader. Who they think is a, a great one, uh, and so that's so you got another billion people. Okay, so now add that to the Chinese, right? And then you've got the, the Roman Catholics and the Greek Orthodox, and I won't go through all of their prophecies. And well, I mean, I can go through more of them, but basically, <laughs> they have a series of prophecies through their prophets and seers over the last seventeen hundred years that this is a- more or less say the following. They say that in the time of the end, Catholics will be kind of lax in their religion, okay? Yeah. Now, if you ask the average Catholic, they're going to tell you that's true, okay? Some, you know, some are more zealous and some sure. are less, but they'll pretty much tell you that's the case. They think that. Uh, also, by the way, they have prophecies that their church is going to be hit by some kind of big scandal. Uh, tw- Bring the wind to
3: carry me over, Please my time. And welcome back. Dr. Bob Peel is our special guest. We're talking about Dr. Thiel's new book that's out. It's entitled Biden-Harris, Prophecies and Destruction, and his book is
0: available. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a
1: sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Available on Amazon.com. Sorry to have cut you off as we went into the uh, commercial break there, Doctor. So please continue. And I, by the way, I love your enthusiasm.
2: Well, thank you so much. Again, what we were talking about was the fact that uh, uh, when I talked about some of these prophetic things, Mm -hmm. another radio host, a hostess, thought, well, everybody's going to figure this stuff out, and I explained to her why they weren't. And the things I'm talking about, by the way, are also in, uh, a lot of these things are in the book, uh, Biden-Harris, Prophecies and Destruction. So we were talking about the fact that the, uh, the Chinese have prophecies that they may accept some strange leaders from the West who aren't that good that the Hindus have prophecies that are very similar to that, and that the Roman Catholics have prophecies, and the Greek Orthodox have prophecies, that in the time of the end, the Catholics will be lax in their religion, some scandal will hit their church, and we've seen both of those. Yes. And they say that this is going to lead to civil unrest in Europe. Now, we've seen bits and pieces of that, but that still hasn't hit to a great degree yet. But that's what... the the Roman Catholic and the Greek Orthodox prophecies point to. Now, I think all these prophecies we're talking about are consistent with biblical ones. Now, let me explain that. I believe the biblical ones, but I think the reason that people are going to accept uh, these leaders that the Bible warns against is because either their religion or their culture or they've been taught that this is a good thing, whereas I think Scripture warns against it. So getting back to the uh, uh, Greco-Roman prophecies, they say that uh, there'll be civil unrest, and there'll be some violence, and military leaders will rise up. And one of these leaders is going to be successful, okay? And he's the guy. Uh, Now, they tend to call this guy the great monarch. Uh, He's got other names that they use him, the great king. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he's called a prince. But he really, 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 really sounds like a biblical character known as the Beast, otherwise known as the King of the North. Uh, we don't have time to go through it this time, and maybe maybe in the future perhaps we'll go through it. But I've, I did uh, something where I went through, I think, over 50 similarities between the Greco-Roman prophecies about the great monarch and biblical prophecies about the Beast and the King of the North. Well, anyway, they say this guy is going to rise up he will squelch the opposition, okay? And that's consistent with biblical prophecies. But it also says he's going to establish a new religious order within Catholicism. Now, well non Catholics might think that's a huge thing. My great aunt Mary actually, and she and this is not to put my great aunt down, I mean she's dead, <laughs> but she was a nobody, okay? She wasn't some important Figure, okay. She wasn't well known. She was, she was a woman who was a nun, and she established an order uh, of nuns uh, in the Detroit area. And so I know it's not that hard to establish a new religious order within Catholicism because one of my relatives did it. <laughs> okay, and, they, and my relatives had no money. Okay, we're just blue collar people, so you know. So I know it can be done. Yeah. But this guy, the Catholic prophecy says he's going to establish an order, and. This is going to offend a lot of the Catholic clergy, so in other words, he's going to compromise and stuff that a lot of them don't like. But this will appeal to other groups, um, perhaps the Hindus and, the, and perhaps the Protestants or whatever. This will appeal to these different groups, and he's going to rise up, and some pontiff, some pope, is going to say he's the guy, and there will be supposed there will be various uh, call them prodigies or miracles is supposed to happen. And if you t- look in the Bible, you'll see some guy supposed to rise up uh, with signs and lying wonders. This is what the, uh, Second Thessalonians uses about this guy. And I think that they this this is pretty much talking about the same guy. Except the Greco-Roman Catholic prophecies say he's great, and the Bible says no, he's not. <laughs> and I believe again, you've got a billion and a half uh, Greco-Roman Catholics. And I mentioned the billion Hindus
0: and yes. a billion and
2: a half uh, Chinese. Mm-hmm. You start adding all these up together, and you're starting to get a huge amount of the population. Now, I don't want to leave out the Muslims. The Muslims, <laughs> this is kind of interesting. Uh, the Muslims have, a pro- have prophecies that a Muslim leader is going to rise up, and he's going to make a deal with a Roman Catholic leader from Europe. And this leader won't be that good of a guy, kind of like the Chinese prophecies. And that in the middle of whatever peace deal they come up with, the Roman Catholic leader is going to betray the, betray the Muslims, basically conquer them, and then Antichrist will reign for three and a half years until Jesus comes. Now that's actually from Muslim prophecy. So, so I tried to explain this years ago. Yes. That Look, you add all these up, and you've got most of the population— now, the average person doesn't know about these predictions and stuff, in their, even in their own faith, but um, you, they are in their culture. So, again, you're, you're talking about a huge amount of, amount of people. And I believe because of those kinds of things, as well as economic pressure, and like even the kinds of pressure we're getting socially now from um, let's say COVID policies. I don't right. want to go into any great depth, but you can see people can be pressured to do all kinds of stuff already. Yes, Definitely. That I see a convergence, basically, of all these types of things, and I believe that's why certain prophecies in the Bible that people will read and say, "Oh, this can't happen," okay, this could never happen. Uh, Being in the United States in the last year and a half, I can assure you, several things happened in this country that those who took read the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence literally thought could never happen here.
3: Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, uh, Doctor Bob. Anything. How could it happen if it was written in the Constitution? And how did these, how did everything get out of control so fast? Is social media to blame on this?
2: No, I, I don't blame social media. Okay. Uh, okay, in the United States, and I I don't know uh, British law and Canadian law as well as I do uh, U.S. law.
3: Sure, understood.
2: Okay. The United States is big on what they call case law, okay? And so what happens is you start at point A, Mm -hmm. and some judge says, well, that really means kind of B. Another judge says, oh, well, B, well, that kind of is close to number C. Another judge says, well, that's kind of close to number D or letter D. So what has happened in, in the United States is that even though the founders of the United States didn't even think we needed the Bill of Rights. They said, no, it's just it's, it's clear. People get to do whatever they want, blah, 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 blah. Instead, what we've seen is more and more restriction on the rights that the Founding Fathers of the United States envisioned. And essentially, through the courts, there have been a series of uh, cases that have gone a certain way. In addition to that, in the United States, because it's not a parliamentary system, Mm-hmm. You've had a situation where Congress in the United States is somewhat deadlocked or politically unwilling to do things that uh, people think should be done. Whether or not they should be done, that's irrelevant, but people think should be done. You've heard the expression, uh, nature abhors a vacuum. Yes. Well, when Congress doesn't do stuff in the United States, either the courts step in and do it or the president does. The president does this through a series of executive orders, and as long as the courts don't say no, and Congress can't get enough of them together to to <laughs> agree that that's, that can't be done, um, I believe basically in the United States has been a combination of those two things. Uh, the current president uh, basically said that no rights are absolute, which is kind of means they're really not rights. <laughs> uh, so um and again he's sure. just building on the prior president and the one before him and the one before him I mean I could name them but you, you probably know where they are anyway Sure. Uh so so that and that gets us to this particular situation where they say well some courts have said in case of uh uh emergencies mm-hmm. that the government has more powers and they can suspend rights and so we're going to call this an emergency, and therefore we can go ahead and do this. All right, Dr. Course, Bob, I've got to call you know this.
3: It's not, I've got to take my news break. Please stand, please stand by, sir. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour, and we'll be right back after we find out what's going on in this crazy world of ours. And Dr. Bob Thiel is our special guest. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dr. Teal about his new book, Biden-Harris, Prophecies And destruction. It's available on Amazon.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. If you'd like to send me an email, pro or con, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com. Don't forget my favorite new radio station. I'd love to share with you each and every one of you. If you like classic music, if you like classic rock, and if you like classic talk, visit www.classic1220.ca.
0: Welcome back everyone uh, dr we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone mcdonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a
1: sausage mcmuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns Choose two for 250. enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars Price of participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer, a combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Robert Thiel is our special guest. His uh, new book is entitled Biden Harris Prophecies and Destruction. It's available on Amazon.com. You know, I, I was looking over some of the notes that, uh, that you sent us, and uh, one of them really kind of jumped out at me. And I have to ask you, why do you claim that the USA may not be expected to last? Two full presidential terms.
2: Well, this is a little bit complicated, but uh, let me let me uh, try to somewhat summarize it. But I'll, okay. I've, I've got a few points. All right. Okay. There is a Jewish tradition that, at the school of Elijah, uh, that taught that God told the prophet Elijah that the world that we know it would last six thousand years. R- roughly from the time Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden until uh, they felt uh, the Messiah would come, we, would we we are Christian would say, well, when Jesus returns. Okay, so that's where this kind of idea came from. And it's consistent with some scriptures in the Old Testament New Testament, where it talks about a day is like a thousand years to God, a thousand years is like a day. Genesis talks about God making the heavens and the earth, uh, recreating them in six days and resting on the seventh day which is the Sabbath day and various ones on the Jewish side and early Christians taught that there's a thousand-year period the Messiah was going to reign on the earth okay so so you've got this period of time it's called uh, 7,000 years and various uh, uh, Hebrew scholars or whatever uh, concurred with that and early in early Christians taught a version of this now the next part gets a little tricky Generally speaking, those who profess Christianity say that the Church began on what's called the Day of Pentecost, mm-hmm. and it's recorded in the second chapter of the Book of Acts. Now, there's an argument, you know, what year uh, was Jesus killed? Was it uh, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, somewhere in that period? I've seen as as early as 27 A.D. and as late as 36. I'm le- I lean toward either 30 or 31, uh, 31 being the most likely, based on a bunch of things, which I won't go into now. And so, uh, you know, if is the biggest two-letter word in the English language, okay? So if there's a 6,000-year plan, and if uh, Jesus uh, was re- uh, uh, died and resurrected no later than 31 A.D., and this idea about the last days has to do with a prophetic week of seven 1,000-year days, In the Bible, the Apostle Peter said that uh, God in these last days has spoken to us by his Son. So the implication is the last days of that week started when Jesus was still alive, okay, before he uh, was uh, killed and resurrected. Mm -hmm. Well, so now I don't base all my prophetic information on numbers because scripturally we're supposed to look for certain signs. But I find this interesting speculation. So if you add 2,000 years to uh, 31 A.D., you get to 2031, and it's generally accepted by many uh, who profess some version of Christianity that uh, the Great Tribulation is supposed to start three and a half years before then, so that would be talking by about 2027, and that's less than two presidential terms from here. That would be before 2028. Uh, people of my faith believe there's various biblical prophecies that point to the identity of modern nations. Uh, we believe everybody had to descend from somebody, and mm-hmm. scripture gives you some idea of some of who the early progenitors were. So we believe that uh, the United States and some its, of its allies, such as your nation, uh, will be destroyed toward the beginning of the Great Tribulation. So we would. Uh, tend to say, then, uh, based on all the number calculations and presuming the School of Elijah is correct, etc cetera, uh, we're looking at probably before 2028. Now, it's not a guarantee yet, and actually, I'm waiting to see if a certain uh, deal takes place in the Middle East, which has not taken place yet. And for this to be correct, for this to be correct, the deal would need to take place uh, either uh, next year or the year after. So
3: is, okay, that, what so, you're, is that what you're considering as the, um, the final sign that will begin the countdown for the U.S.?
2: Yes, but I think it, it's one of these things that, how can I put this? There's a lot of people who believe that particular sign is, a, is an important countdown, mm-hmm. but I suspect, and this is just speculation on my part, but I suspect it's not going to be super clear to everybody. Okay, and I and so but, yes, that's what we're looking for. And it hasn't happened yet. There's other things that will probably precede it. Uh, We may see, for example, a war in the Middle East. Iran may decide uh, to uh, to do something. Iran is getting more and more desperate. Uh, They are getting frustrated that the uh, Biden-Harris administration isn't doing everything the way they want it. Okay. And I'm not saying that the Biden-Harris administration is wrong about that. I'm just saying that this is from the Iranian perspective. There's some prophecies in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. about uh, a land called Elam and a land called Kerr causing damage to Jerusalem. And it's tricky because Elam was part of the old Persian Empire, but does does it mean that's Iran? Maybe, maybe not. And Kerr in the Bible talks to, there's two different Kers and one of them's in Syria. And it turns out that uh, Iran and Syria, they're the the closest allies to each other. And they're not thrilled with Israel. (laughs) Um, So if I see that happening, that would give me another indication that we're getting closer. But until we see some of those signs, um, uh, I don't really see a countdown. But in theory, again, if, the school of Elijah's hypothesis is correct. Right. Then we're talking fairly soon. Uh, I'm a cautious researcher. I'm not going out and screaming. The end has to be now. Not um, yet. I've, I'm actually more known for denouncing false prophets than uh, making any. I've, I've, I've never I think I've, I've never made a false prophecy, but that, that I can think of. But. Did you remember Harold Camping?
3: Oh, gosh, yes. He said the
2: world was going to end. Oh, yeah.
3: How many different times did he say the world was going to end? And how much money uh, the, did he bilk out of his followers?
2: Oh, yes. And yeah. I knew some people. I knew this one guy uh, who's sort of a nut. Uh, they actually arrested <laughs> him because he was passing out stuff at Hearst Castle, which is about uh, 70 miles, about 100 kilometers from where I'm sitting right now. Right. Because he was he was just considered a nuisance. But I knew him, and I knew other people who had been in Harold Camping's church. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, Harold Camping says this based on this and this, but he's wrong. He was wrong before. Actually, when he was wrong the first time, which was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever it was. Oh, at least. Yeah, one of the people who was in his church then was an employee of mine. (laughs) Okay, later, she's like, you know, I I won't listen to this guy. He he misled me before. I'm not going to fall for it. But others others were, so I denounced him, uh, and some, some people you would not have heard of, uh, for their false predictions. And um, I've been, my track record on <laughs> denouncing false predictions is really good, <laughs> and I don't want to be somebody else who, people say Sure. Oh, but, just like everybody else. But if we have
3: free man. will, if we have free will, yes, isn't it possible to avert these predictions? Yes, so there's hope.
2: There is. Um, I'm not counting on it, but there's, oh. a, there's something in uh, in the book of Daniel, for example, the Old Testament. Right. There was a, a famous king named uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Yep. And he had had, had a dream, and, uh, and one of the dreams, uh, Daniel uh, interpreted it, and Daniel didn't want to tell the king what it meant, because it wasn't really good. And basically he told the king, look uh you're done for and you know you don't tell the emperor that but it's what he did he says but daniel says but if you change you know you you can you know delay this and uh i don't know how long it was delayed but uh eventually it happened so is it possible to delay it certainly if you go to the Since we're mentioning the bible if you go to when uh Jonah spoke to the people of Nineveh.
3: All right, we're going to it's have to hold it. Days, it's we're, over. we're going to have to hold it here because I have to take my final break. When we come back, more with Doctor Robert Teal, and we're going to be continuing talking about his new book that's entitled Biden Harris Prophecies and Destruction, and it's available on Amazon.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. Whatever you do during this break, make sure you're finished and get back to your radio because there's more to come. back, everyone. Dr. Robert Thiel is our special guest. His uh, new book is entitled, Are You Ready for This? I think that this is a very compelling title that uh, all our listeners in the United States will be very interested in getting a hold of Amazon.com and ordering this book. It's
0: entitled, We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying, Thank you. Now
1: get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito or hash browns. Choose two for 250. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
3: Biden Harris prophecies and destruction. You know, I, I I sometimes turn on the American news and I have a hell of a time trying to follow it. You know, you've got Biden and Harris, and uh, are are they telling the truth or are they being manipulated by some unseen power? Uh, You know, I watched the interview or the uh, clip when uh, Camilla Harris was in NASA, and it was like, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, Does this play into your book?
2: Uh, Yes. In the the book, I talk about the fact that both uh, uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden are not known for always telling the truth. Uh, But the other thing, since they've taken uh, power, come into power, Mm -hmm. a lot of things have been staged. Uh, Kamala just staged some kind of a thing with children last week.
3: Yeah, at NASA.
2: Uh, And it was unnecessary. And so it it does make you make you wonder. But uh, in in the book, just to, for example, one of the prophecies in the book regarding mm-hmm. them, I talked about the credibility of, or morality, if you want to call it that. Uh, but the other thing, and this gets to do with destruction, right. is that prior to uh, uh, the uh, Obama uh, Biden administration, U.S. debt was around ten trillion, and during the uh, uh, Biden uh, excuse me Obama Biden administration, they added another about nine trillion. During uh, eight years, this is followed by Donald Trump, who added uh, seven or nine, between seven and eight trillion during only four years. <laughs> and one of the things the book warns about is that uh, the uh, the Biden-Harris uh, administration is going to continue to increase that debt. Now they haven't gotten through everything they've tried to do so far, but they're uh, talking also massive amounts of debt. And interestingly. About 2,600 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, a prophet by the name of Habakkuk warned that in the last t- days, uh, said, now, it's going to seem like it's delayed, but it will not delay. Eventually, it's going to happen. Someone's going to load up a lot of pledges. Now, in the United States, by the way, we call those pledges treasury bills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or Treasury bills are pledges, I guess. And this is starting to happen here. And it, it says at some point in time, your creditors will rise up and you're going to be destroyed. And now people think, oh, that could never happen. And I believe that we may see a series of negative things happen. Um, Now, I don't know for sure if uh, Yellowstone is going to blow up, but we've certainly had Hurricane Katrina. We've had other major events. And what's going to happen if the United States has several traumatic events happening? Certainly, countries around the world are going to say, look, if the U.S. was increasing its debt when things were good, there ain't no way it can pay back when things are really bad so I, I think we're setting ourselves up for a fall and in lots of different ways and the, the book goes into that and again ties into uh, biblical prophecies and non-biblical prophecies and basically how they kind of line up uh, now you mentioned the books available at Amazon now the plug I'd like to make is I'd like to spell my last name uh, unfortunately, when my ancestors came over, they spelled it uh, T-H-I-E-L. So I have a lousy last name for radio.
3: No, you uh, don't. No, you don't. Uh, yes,
2: we've had people call the, call up uh, information to try mm-hmm. to find me before, and they think it's because it's pronounced teal like the color. Right. But <laughs> So no one knows it's T-H-I-E-L. So if you go under T-H-I-E-L, type in Biden, Harris, and Amazon, the book will come up and you can find it. Uh, so but he, that, but that was, I, we uh, just checked. We the plug for the book, but in we, the book,
3: we just checked, Andy. Even if you just type in uh, Biden Harris, your book pops up.
2: Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 good. Okay, so thank you for letting me know. I haven't You're I haven't checked that one in a, in a while. I guess that's what friends are but, for. So thank you. Yeah. But again, where, where where I try in this book is I try to be very careful and, and list sources. Okay. Yeah. Now. People can disagree with my conclusions. Okay, you, you talk about free will. People can always disagree, but the facts are facts. Now, you may think you, maybe you don't believe the scripture. That's fine, or maybe you don't think that a Roman Catholic prophecy is relevant. That's certainly your opinion. But I've tried to be really careful to make sure that when I quote Catholic prophecies, Hindu prophecies, biblical prophecies, etc., or I quote news items or news facts, that those are factual.
3: But do all the biblical prophecies from all the other religious uh, philosophies, do they all line up? Do they all say the same thing within the same time period?
2: Well, they don't all say it in the same time frame, but some of them do. As a matter of fact, you you brought that up, the Hindus. The Mm -hmm. Hindus have a prophecy uh, about things happening somewhere around 2025, 2026. And that's consistent with me saying that probably... uh, If certain other things line up, we're talking 2026, 2027. So yeah, the Hindu ones point there. Roman Catholic prophecies have two different sets of them. They have stuff that's supposed to happen, some sets say it's supposed to happen in the 21st century, and others say the 24th century, okay? So no, not all of them line up for exactly the same period of time. But overall, yes, a lot of them do point to the same basic period of time, and a lot of the same events, again, some are viewed as positive, whereas mm-hmm. I would view them as negative. Uh, and because we, people will view them as positive, some things will happen that we would never think humanity would accept.
3: But isn't it possible that it's all—well, right now it's all speculation, because a prophecy is a possibility, it's not a fact.
2: The, the, the time while well, we believe that those prophecies will all ultimately be fulfilled— You're correct that they don't necessarily have to be fulfilled in the next several years. I would totally agree with you on that. But as we see rural developments happening and the acceptance of something resembling, uh, I'll use the term, vaccine passport, (laughs) et cetera. um, And I was recently in Puerto Rico uh, Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and you can't, uh, go to restaurants. You can't go to a hotel. You can't go into the bank unless you show them your vaccine certificate.
3: Same here. Okay. You know, and not I don't. See, I you see, I don't see anything wrong with that. I agree with it hundred percent. I also agree that people need to get vaccinated, whether they want to or not. That's my belief because I've seen the results firsthand of what happens when you're not vaccinated. And I think that, to quote something from Star Trek, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few.
2: Well, my point to bring it up wasn't on that side, per se, but to say that it, the, the, there's a, a warning in Scripture about 666 that uh, you're going to need something in order to buy and sell.
3: Yeah, it's called money.
2: And, and right now, with, with things such as a, a vaccine passport, yeah. if you will, we're seeing uh, a prelude to
3: it. Well, and so it's, al- it's already there, Bob. It's called Bitcoin. It's called, it's called credit cards. It's called Interact. It's already there, but this is progress. Don't forget, these scriptures and these prophecies were written thousands of years ago. They were True. speculating on a world that would be with very limited knowledge. You know, back then they still thought the world was flat. So how can we take anything serious when we're looking at a biblical prophecy when they they weren't they they had no concept of science except the very rudimentary and a lot of scholars now agree that the Bible was written as a explanation of of the existence you know and once again you've got the Hebrews who have the first 5 books of Genesis the Torah, and the rest of it they, they, they kind of ignore. And then you've got the Christians who have the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, once again, based on their lack of knowledge, how can we take anything serious? And you've got 30 seconds to respond.
2: Okay. Because, well, first of all, I believe there's a divine creator who uh, knows the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But secondly, in, I told you, my 2012 book, 32, 33 things yeah. that I wrote in there that were based on my understanding of biblical prophecy yeah. did come to pass. In my last couple of books, it's also been the same thing. I, in my, I had a book on Donald Trump, 20 things I said he was yeah. going to have been did not because I know everything, but because I based them on biblical prophecy. Because so many prophecies are coming to pass, I think, it's, I think it proves it's reliable.
3: All right, Dr. Bob, on I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've got to get on. And if, ExoNation... If you'd like to find out more about Dr. Robert Thiel, and that's T-H-I-E-L, go to uh, Amazon.com, and that is where you're able to get Biden-Harris prophecies and destruction. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.